Well, good afternoon, all my middle school and high school minions. Um, welcome back to a uh, wonderful special edition of PVN Students. Um, you know, we finished our Ruth series last week, and then I'm kind of knee-deep in seminary uh, for summer semester right now and getting ready for Galatians as well. I'm very, very excited about that. So we're just going to kind of take a little bit of a um, I don't know that a break is the right word, but a pause between series, series is, is real quick, and we'll get into just, just I just wanted to lead a, a quick devotion today. Um, this is called Tips and Tricks for Summer. Um, summertime in America is a very unique opportunity for most of us because school stops and things sometimes slow down. At least I'll say they're supposed to slow down. Uh, feels like they don't always, but during this kind of unique season uh, in summertime, just a few, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven quick kind of tips and tricks for summer um, to help you maybe grow in your walk with Christ or to start that. Maybe you're a student that's just kind of, you know, you kind of go to church because you're supposed to go or because your friends have invited you, but you're not really um, you're not really getting it. You're not really leaning in. You don't really know what to do. Uh, th- this might be something that will help you as well. But also for those of you uh, PVN students who have been with us from the beginning, right, and and know the Lord and want to grow in relation with Him, this will help you as well. So these aren't really an order of importance, um, but that being said, this first thing I think is the most important. So the first one is, is Bible time, okay? Um, this is super important, time that you're spending in the Word. Students will ask me all the time, you know, Ryan, I don't really feel close to the Lord. I don't really feel like I'm a Christian. First question, well, do you read your Bible? Um, Are are you doing things that Christians would do? And the answer is almost always, well, I haven't really been lately. Well, no wonder you're feeling distant from the Lord because you are distant from the Lord. So spend some time getting closer to Him. Um, You know, a lot of times the advice will be, Read, you know, read your Bible five to 10 minutes a day, five to 15 minutes a day. And, and that's good. It's a good place to start. Um, it's not the best place to stay. Um, my advice would be, and I'm going to say it and then I'm going to explain it, but uh, almost read till you bleed. Um, that sounds a little intense and maybe it is, but with the craziness and, and the way things are in the world right now, you know, five to 10 minutes a day is just not going to give you the fuel that you need to be able to function in our world the way it currently is. Um, and, and besides that, I have found that I get the most out of my Bible reading when I just read it and read it and read it until I can't anymore, and then I put it down. That's what allows you to really get, you know, uh, Bob always uses this example. If he, if he takes a week's worth of vacation, you know, he doesn't just get into vacation mode, and I, I'm the same way. It takes me a couple of days to really unplug from work life and focus on being on vacation, if that makes sense. And in the same way, if you only read your Bible five to 10 minutes a day, well, by the time you're about 10 minutes into it, that's when maybe you're really kind of starting to get focused. Well, been 10 minutes, time's up, see you later. So you're really not even getting into it. Does that make sense? You, right as you're getting used to being on vacation, it's time to go home. Well, that, that's not really helpful. So I would say maybe set a time limit, I don't know, an hour, 30 minutes for some of you, but 
but maybe not worrying so much about time as much as, as what are you putting into it? How much do you have to put into it till you really feel like you're getting into what's being said in the scripture? And it doesn't have to be, well, we'll get there in a second. A couple of books I would suggest for you. Uh, I, I wouldn't recommend jumping off and just hopping into Ezekiel and just going for it. Um, may not be a great place to start. Um, Mark is a good place to start. The shortest gospel. Mark is very direct. He's very plain spoken. Um, Acts. Acts is a great where Pastor Mac is going is to walk us through that here in a couple of weeks. We've been spending some time on the Wednesday nights with that as well. So you could kind of supplement it, um, maybe read Acts 1 and 2, and then listen to the Wednesday night Bible studies that we've been doing that will help you kind of walk through that. Acts is also a narrative. It's a story, so it's relatively easy to follow. It may not be super easy to get the meaning behind everything, but in terms of understanding what's happening, Acts is an easier one. Um, Jonah and Ruth, two very short, very direct, um, but very impactful texts in Scripture in the Old Testament. Esther as well, kind of that same vein of it's a well-known story. It's a shorter story in the Bible. Um, Ruth and Jonah actually might qualify under what, what you would call like a novella if you studied that in school as well. But again, shorter stories to help you wrap your mind around things. And then also Genesis and Exodus, two very big books, but they're very well-known, right? So you probably have a solid idea. Even those of you who aren't familiar with the Bible or church, you're probably relatively familiar with what Genesis has to say in terms of creation and things like that and the Tower of Babel. It would be good for you to jump in on those points that you already know. Exodus, you've got the plagues, the Ten Commandments. The level of biblical literacy, so our ability to read and just know our Bibles, is very, very low in America. And, and the biggest factor of that is time. You're not able to jump in and read your Bibles. Well, this is, the, this is a great time to do that. Um, two things I would recommend. Let's say you decided to read the book of Ruth. That's what you've decided. Or let's, let's do Mark. Mark's a little bit longer. So you want to read the book of Mark. The first thing I would do is read through Mark quickly. Don't stop and smell the roses. I mean, obviously you need to read at a pace to where you're aware of what's happening. Don't, you know, blister through it. But don't stop and take notes as much on that first read-through. Just read through it. Okay, I want to get through the book of Mark in three nights, okay? So break that up into whatever that looks like for you and read as much as you can and then put it down. And then the next night or the next afternoon or whatever you're doing, come back to it and just focus on getting through the book. You'll be amazed at all the things you draw out of it just from one kind of quick, quote-unquote, cursory reading. Now, once you've gone through it, now slow down. Now go back through the book of Mark slowly and set goals for yourself. I want to get through two chapters of Mark in the next hour. I want to get through two chapters of Mark in the next 30 minutes. And that's where you take your time going through it. You've gone through it once, so you get the big picture. Now take your time going through the book, two chapters a night, one chapter a night. I don't care how long. I just want to spend one chapter. Uh, I just want to spend one hour and one chapter tonight, whatever that looks like for you. Now you're taking your time going through it, but you've already read through it once. So it doesn't feel like you're just spinning your wheels or it's taking forever. This is a good strategy. So number one is Bible time. And again, the rest of these are not an order of importance. It's just kind of the order that I thought of them in. Um, right now, media. This is so huge. 
It is free. Right now, media is like Netflix, but instead of it being movies and TV shows, right, it's Bible study curriculum. So instead of Michael Scott from The Office, it's Matt Chandler, right? Um, instead of Leslie Note from Parks and Rec, it's David Platt, basically the same person, right? Um, super, super important. This is free for you to use. Um, we as a church have paid for a membership for every one of our members, and it's available on your computer. There's even an app for it on your phone where you can watch. There are some ways you can hook it up through your smart TV and things like that and stream it. Um, this can be an awesome thing for your, you and your family to do or, or just you. Um, there are tons of great curriculums on tons, of di- on tons of different subject matters and books of the Bible. I mean, world-leading experts in Scripture are teaching you right there on your computer. It's totally free. All you have to do is let me or someone at the church know that you would like a Right Now Media account and we'll get it set up. It takes all of five minutes, guys, five minutes. You could have set up a Right Now Media account like six different times during this sermon, okay? That's how quick and easy it is, Right Now Media. So let us know if you're interested in it. A great way for you to take some time out of your day um, to study the word. And maybe that's what you do. Maybe you're reading through the book of Mark quickly. And so part of your slow down time in the book of Mark is to listen to some sermons about it, right? On right now media, on top of what you're already doing. So that's number two is right now media. Number three, a little bit of a side road here, maximize family time as best you can. Okay. Um, Spend it with your family. Summer brings time to enjoy things as a group. Uh, figure out quick errands that you could do as a family. Maybe you, maybe it's a DQ run, right? Shout out to the McCurries, right? Go to Dairy Queen, spend 35 minutes as a family sitting in the drive-through, right? That's incredible bonding time, and come out of it with some ice cream. Go on a hike or a bike ride, etc. Um, less time on screens, right? I'm not phones are not the devil. It's not what I'm saying. You know that. But spend some time, you know, try to maximize that time with your family. Sit in the living room with them. Um, see what brother and sister are up to or whatnot, right? Spend some time with family. You don't get that time during the school year, most of you, right? Or, or for anybody, we're all just so busy with different things. We're getting busier earlier every year, it feels like. Use this time. Uh, use this great pause that we are in to spend some time with your family. Um, kind of similar here. So that was three. Number four is rest. Okay. I know for some of you, I don't have to teach you that. Right. But, you know, summer is often SAT prep, driving school, sports camp, music camp, theater camp, mission trips. All of those things are great. And all of those things are so important, but all of those things can burn you out if you're not taking time to fill yourself back up. Right. Take some time and rest, you know, find a good, find a good TV show, find some good movies to watch, go hang out with friends if, if you can. Um, you think about ways to fill yourself back up, to recharge. Yes, you know, sitting in your bed and looking at your phone for 11 hours, that's certainly a way to rest. But that kind of, put, if you're like me, that kind of just puts me back into neutral. Um, so there's a time and place for it, but it doesn't really fill me up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really look at my phone for a long time and then put it down and feel energized and refreshed. I don't really feel drained, but it just kind of keeps me in neutral. Think of things that you can do that will actively fill you back up, things that you want to do. Think of ways to rest. A couple more. Um, 
Next up is prayer time, right? This is hugely important and it is so overlooked. And I think for a lot of us, um, for prayer, we almost find it intimidating. Like Ryan, I just, I don't have that much to pray about. I don't really know how to pray and that sort of thing. Here's something that I, I have found helpful. If you will go into your room by yourself or whatever that looks like for you, and keep an eye, and you know keep an eye on the clock. A lot of times you're recommended not to look at the clock. In this instance, I would say keep an eye on the clock. Focus on praying for ten minutes a day, and you may even want to lower it to five minutes at first. But the point is, if you give yourself a block, all right, I am. These are my rules. I am stuck in this. I need to fill it with with prayer requests. That will help you. If you go in there with no time limit, with no timetable. That's when your mind starts to wander. That's when you kind of set your... So it's it's a minute and a half today. Somehow you wind up in there for 25 minutes the next day, and so you don't want to do it the next day. If you will set a consistent time limit for how you... Pray, and I know that sounds wooden, and I know that sounds fake, but you will, again, you will be so surprised at how quickly that five minutes goes by or how deeply you... Or how deep you get in that five-minute time period. So set a time limit for you right, for yourself, 10 minutes, five minutes, just to start with. And I would be shocked if by the end of the summer it didn't grow for you. So set that time, write down your prayer request beforehand. Don't go in there shooting from the hip because that's when your mind starts to wander. You don't have anything to focus on. We have got to work at it. Um, prayer is talking to God. If you meet someone that you've never spoken to before, don't expect to just pick up where you left off because you've never, you've never done that. It takes time to build relationships through talking. You've got to work at it. Prayer is the same thing. It requires some effort and leaning in and focus, right? Writing down a list of prayer requests beforehand for you to go through will help you focus. Um, either use index cards or even just make a list in the note, the note category of your phone, whatever that looks like. So spend time, set some time for prayer, Make a list beforehand. It's super helpful. Couple things uh, left over. Books, right? So summer, yay, books, awesome, right? So summer is a great time to catch up on reading. It really is. You've got time. You, you literally have plenty of time. There are so many books that I would love for you to read, but I just one for each middle schoolers. I would recommend a book called Crazy Love by Francis Chan. It's got a red cover with arrows pointing up and down on it. It's called Crazy Love by a guy named Francis Chan. Um, it's the book I was reading when I became a Christian. I was a college graduate, uh, but, but um, Francis Chan is remarkably clear and impactful throughout the whole book. You know, And you set your tone on that one. You do a couple pages a day. You do a chapter a day. If you did a chapter a day, it would take you something like 10 days to get through the book. Um, it's an easy read, but it is a very impactful read. Um, I highly recommend that for middle school and for high school. Don't think this is too young for you. Like if I read it as a 23-year-old and became a Christian from it, um, it's meant for everybody, right? So middle school, Crazy Love by Francis Chan. High school, this is a little bit random, but I think it's helpful. It's called Just Do Something by Kevin DeYoung. I think as we get into high school, we start thinking about the future and what am I gonna do with my life? And that anxiety kind of paralyzes us. Um, DeYoung's words are super helpful in terms of picking a path, sticking with it, trusting God. As you start to figure out 
what you're passionate about, as you start to think about what do I want to do with my life, Just Do Something by Kevin DeYoung is a ridiculously short book. Um, I actually am recommending the longer book to middle school and the shorter book for high school this year. Um, But it's just very helpful in giving you that confidence as you start to figure out what you want to do with your life. Just Do Something by Kevin DeYoung. And last but certainly not least, the PVN Students podcast. Um, You can go to pvnstudents.org and just click on listen or in, on your phone, just whatever podcast app you have, search PVN Students. You'll see the, the circle logo right there. Um, we have roughly 150 different sermons from tons of different series to go through. We have a series on calling. Uh, we have book studies, Jonah, Ruth, the prodigal son, uh, James. We have last year's beach camp sermons are on there if you want to check those out again. We just, juniors and seniors, we just um, finished round two of what's called College Conversations, where we interview college students who went to PVN. It's, they have just done such a good job. Zoe Wheat, Sandra Baggett, Abby Blackman, Brooke Dallas. Next week is Zeb and Bryce. Talk about a meeting of the minds, okay? Um, they're going to be in there and just, and just sharing college stories and giving advice. So juniors and seniors in high school, as you get ready to get into college, this is an invaluable resource that I cannot recommend enough. And you can literally just lay there in your bed or drive in your car and listen. Um, tremendously helpful. So we have tons of resources. We're doing the best we can, even in this um, this time of COVID. Uh, myself and the, and the leaders here at church, we're trying to pump out as much material as we can for you guys. Um, but if you had to pick one, I would definitely pick your Bible, right? Use your Bible. And, and maybe the PVN Students podcast on top of Right Now Media can be just, it could be super helpful depending on what book you use. So tons of different resources. My prayer is that you will take us up on at least a couple of these and let me know if you have any questions. So let me pray and then we'll be, we'll be finished. 